you're listening to SpecScript. Today's episode, Mr. Ed by Phil Schalberger for Shane's birthday. I'm a horse. What's up, speculators? It's Chris telling you about some cool new dates coming up. On July 26th, we'll be making our Tacoma debut at Bob's Java Jive. And we're going to be doing Keeping Up with the Kardashians, written by Jill Silva, July 26th. Our next main show is August 11th in Portland, Oregon at Kelly's Olympian as Alyssa Yeoman writes Community. And then, also in Portland, but for a different event, we'll be at Duck Fest, which is a cool new fest put on by the people that watch out for fireballs, uh, at the Clinton Street Theater. We'll be doing Duck Dynasty, because it's Duck Fest, uh, written by longtime Spectrip fave Allison Dennis. Then that same weekend, Memorial Day, we'll be going back up to Seattle for PAX. Wow. We'll be reading Sonic the Hedgehog, written by Anna Casilla and me. So that's a lot of shows. You should come to them, and you should party with us. And in general, love Specscript. You know, Patreon, reviews, all that jazz. We love you, and enjoy Phil Schalberger's Mr. Ed. What's Hello. up, everybody? Specscript! Ah, welcome to Specscript, Mr. Ed, written by the one, the only, Phil Schalberger! I wasn't sure, wasn't sure when I needed to jump in there. You're getting better every day. Give it up All for right. Shane Hosey, my man! Uh, give it up for my man, Chris Hottaman. My man! Everybody, one, two, three. My man! Uh, I love that we're all Justice League fans here. It's like a sea of Aquaman. (laughs) That's the sequel. (laughs) Uh, The sequel. It's like Into the Spider-Verse where anyone can put on the mask. Anyone can pick up the trident and grow the beard, I guess. Yeah, and get Uh, the tribal tattoos. No, no, not anyone. (laughs) Especially you, Portland. Uh, Come on, Greg. Jeremiah, we G O O O O O D up there? Yeah, give it up for Jeremiah, our sound man. Hey, everybody, uh, this is Jeremiah's last spec script until uh, we go to New York and have him do sound there. No, no, until we have him on it. Everybody, one more time, give it up for Jeremiah. All right, all right. Um, so, to you amazing flesh bodies here, you know what spec script is all about, babies. But let Mama tell you what that is. For the listeners at home who might be new to the show, spec script is a live podcast where a cool and funny person who might be a little twisted writes an episode of a TV show they've never seen, and then a bunch of other twisted people, uh, like Suicide Squad, get together and read it on stage. <laughs> Uh, And with all those DC references, you know what we're doing today. We're doing the beloved classic show, Mr. Ed. Um, The original Aqua... The original Slipknot. Uh, He can climb anything, and he's a horse that can talk. (laughs) Yeah. um, And, uh, yeah, today's episode is Mr. Ed, written by the amazing, talented Phil Schalberger. Give it up for Phil. And it's going to be read by a bunch of beautifully talented people from Portland and Portland. Uh, so, uh, give a big round of applause. For, from Portland and uh, Salem, Oregon. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, I want you, this amazing, beautiful Kelly's Olympian audience, to give a big round of applause for the cast today. Come on stage. 
cast, 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 cats, cats, cats. Wait, what were we saying? Pod. I say pod. You say pod. Pod. I say hey, smash that button, and you say no, thank you. Oh, subscribe. Yeah, smash that button. Smash that button. Uh, I hate the society and culture we live in. Where's my stool? Did I forget it? Did you forget a stool? Uh, I need another stool. Can someone oh, yeah. I'll grab one. Um, talk about a stool sample. Uh, that's what I said when um, Harrison Ford hit uh, one of the terrorists in Air Force One on the head when I was a kid. And I, okay. Um, so... So, we have an amazing cast here. Uh, they're all talented super angels. And what we do for our listeners at home who can't see their mouths moving because it's a podcast, they uh, will get to hear our cast say their name, the character, or characters they are playing. And because this is a, a classic, a classic, what's, uh, what's your favorite? What's your favorite Ed? Oh, I was going to say what's your favorite horse, but what's your favorite Ed? Is yeah, what's your favorite Ed? What's your favorite Ed? All right, so hi. My name is Chris Hottamy. I will be reading the character of Agent, and if I get this order right, George Washington Lincoln Jefferson Franklin. Nope. All right. Uh, and Agent. I'll be playing those two characters. Um, and my favorite Ed, uh, my favorite Ed is, is Ed Harris. Uh, yeah, I like Ed Harris. He's good in everything. Um, he's a con- he's a competent actor. Yeah, I really, you know, I know that like the, the movie The Abyss was profoundly traumatizing, but I like his performance in it. Okay, all right. Okay. Hello, everybody. My name's Russ Walsh. I'll be playing the part of Mr. Addison. Ooh, very very specific. Very big manly man. Anyway, my favorite Ed. Should I go topical? Please. Uh, Eddard Stark, yeah? Hey. The, uh, from Lord of the Rings. I mean, uh. Uh, Game of Thrones, excuse me. Uh, what, he's, uh, he was around for a bit and then he left. Did he ever come back? Yeah, no, I think he's back. He's yeah. back? Love that guy. Yeah. What, sorry. Um, I'm not a big fan of Eddard Stark. I'm uh, a bigger fan of all right, I forgot the Twilight character's name, so that joke <laughs> didn't work. Moving on. Who was the werewolf? Oh, Jacob. I'm a fan of Jacob Stark. That's the great joke that I messed up. Pretend it was funny, Portland. Uh, thank you. We'll fix it in post. Yeah. And by that, I mean your joke. Should I, should I go now? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm Ann Zander. I'll be reading for Carol. And um, my favorite Ed is um, education. Wow. So I was always, always wanted to be the teacher's friend. Still do. That's, that's me. Over to you. Steve, you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. My name is Steven Wilbur, and I will be playing Wilbur. Uh, and my favorite Ed is Double D. Yeah. yeah. I'm just leaving it. The old brains of the outfit. Uh, my name is Craig May, and I will be reading for Mr. Ed. 
And <laughs> yeah, the titular like Ed. I said reading for like you're auditioning right now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you maybe cut it any time. Thank you. And my favorite... have a real horse backstage just in case. <laughs> my favorite uh, Ed uh, was my grandpa, uh, Ed May. He's dead now. <laughs> so he's a dead Ed. Anyway, your turn. Yeah. Uh, my name is Salem Gray, and I'm reading for K. And for my favorite Ed, Anne stole mine. Because wow. oh. I'm actually in grad school to be a teacher right now, so... <laughs> Education should be mine. But since so Anne wants to be your friend now. Yeah, so Anne, we're best friends now. Steve also wanted to say education. <laughs> uh, I think I'm glad I'm, I'm sitting on this side of the table. I'm going to have to pick Ed Lemmert as my favorite Ed then. Well, you stole mine! <laughs> That's my stepdad. <laughs> so much crime on this stage. <laughs> he is a really cool stepdad, though. He is That's a really... what you get for being last, Hosey. Yeah, I know. All right, uh, my name is Phil Schauberger. Uh, I accidentally wrote this. Um, <laughs> I am going to be reading uh, the role of Robert McNamara, uh, Secretary uh, of Defense of the United States during the Vietnam War. Um, I, my favorite, Ed, is bread. Uh, I want to get the word out about bread. Uh, it's really tasty. Uh, it's really cheap to make. Uh, and it's, yeah, it's good for you. Uh, my name is Shane Hosey. I'll be playing the narrator stage directions. And uh, my favorite Ed is Sex Ed. All right, everyone. That's it. <laughs> that's our amazing cast. And who's ready to start? Spec Script. <laughs> Mr. Ed, written by Phil Schalberger. Here we go. <laughs> In 1965, as America was entering into the Vietnam War, the FBI put feelers out to Hollywood to preemptively quash any anti-war sentiment by questioning the loyalty of Hollywood, assuming that Hollywood would be spooked by the specter of McCarthyism and announce their full support for the war. Hollywood, however, seemed at best ambivalent and at worst antagonistic. MCA, not the Beastie Boy, but the television company, was the only production house to announce their full, undying support for the Vietnam War and the fight against communism. They demanded that their number one show, Mr. Ed, also express patriotic zeal for the war and submitted an order for one episode where Mr. Ed and all other players expressed their love for the fight against socialism and all its evils. <laughs> However, the two writers that were tasked for this project were themselves avowed socialists. Furious at the demand and ambivalent towards working for such a company any longer, they did indeed write a script that was decidedly pro-Vietnam. However, everything else about the script was a violently absurd, semi-nonsensical, offensive, and clearly never meant to be put into production. The writers were summarily fired, and the script itself was thrown into a file cabinet to mold, thus becoming an unseen Hollywood legend. Well, wouldn't you know it, but Phil Schalberger was looking around some old Hollywood file cabinet one day when he remembered about this fabled script. Huh, that's a neat story, Phil thought. And so he wrote this script. <laughs> Episode 5.4, Mr. Ed Pledges to the Flag, You Dirty Commie by Phil Schalberger. <laughs> Interior, Wilbur's office in the barn. Mr. Ed is staring intently at the American flag. Production note, cover flag in peanut butter? <laughs> Wilbur is doing taxes at his desk and seems very flustered. Wait, so I have to pay money to the government tent? 
<laughs> so they don't take away the roads? This is all so confusing. Wilbur, what's so confusing about paying taxes? Just give them all your money. Mr. Ed, that's easy for you to say. You got it all covered. I bet if you tried to do taxes, you'd be just as lost as I am. Well, let me see him. Wilbur hands his taxes to Mr. Ed. Oh, that's simple. These aren't tax forms. These are warrants for your arrest. (laughs) What? Yep. Says you're wanted as a communist spy. But I've never spied for no one. I'm a loyal American. What do you think about Vietnam? It's complicated. (laughs) You're such a fucking idiot. You're right. Vietnam is a good idea. I suck eggs. (laughs) They begin to salute the flag. Yeah, baby. Carol, wife of Wilbur, enters. Wilbur, are you managing your taxes okay? (laughs) Better than okay. I'm an American. That's great to hear. The FBI is at the door. They want a word with you. (laughs) New friends. Fantastic. Wilbur exits. He sure spends a lot of time in this office. I wonder why. He's not the brightest man. Carol picks up a box of crayons. The label crayon has been taped over, and on the tape is written snacks. (laughs) And he spends so much time talking to you. What's it even for? You're just a horse. You don't speak. You just listen. Oh, but it's good to have someone to listen. I'm so lonely. (laughs) Since you're a horse, you can keep secrets, right? Mr. Ed stares at the flag because of freedom. (laughs) I've been having thoughts. Not of leaving Wilbur, heavens no. But what if he's not all there is? I thought I wanted to be a housewife, but now I'm here and well... It's also boring. I have needs. She begins sensuously stroking the face of Mr. Ed. I have wants. I have desires that I must fulfill. Like any human being, a horse like you wouldn't understand. I don't need you to anyways. Her face inches closer to Mr. Ed's. I dream about moments. Moments where I'm not judged where I can indulge in pleasure instead of hide in pain. I have dreams of freedom, of a new life. I want to see who I really am. I want to live. I fantasize of Wilbur dying. Just dropping dead in front of me and watching the rigor mortis set in. Watching the eyes sink and the skin to tighten. I fantasize of the smell, the the bacteria cannibalizing itself and his gut releasing gases through his throat, vibrating his taut vocal cords into a singing death song to the horrified audience of those who see the moments as reminders of their own putrid mortality. It's all so beautiful. (laughs) Mr. Ed begins to America. I have no gag reflex. I've never vomited before. I wonder what it feels like to have my inside sing out in wretch to the world at large, 
to have it shower my chin and shirt, to have the sick drench me so sweetly, the inner revealed, destroying the outer, true honesty. I am puke. See me shine. Uh, honey, I'm being arrested for treason. Can you help? <laughs> the master wants to be saved once more. We are all slaves to rot. I love you, Mr. Ed. Carol exits. <laughs> Y'all need a minute? <laughs> Exterior, front yard of house with apple tree. Mr. Addison is whistling a, a stick into freedom. Is whittling a stick into freedom. Kay, wife of Mr. Addison, has just finished polishing the lawn. All of the blades of grass are symmetrical, and they should blind the audience with chrome sheen. Production note, aluminum dust plus DDT will get the job done. Kay is beautiful or whatever. Mr. Addison is a portly bear of 55 years old, a real daddy, a real man of a man who knows what he needs. His luscious double chin hides the jawline of a daddy like a secret waiting to be discovered by those willing to indulge their daddy curiosity. His gut breathes between the sides of his hard, turgid flannel. His denim pants are hot and thick and throbbing. Y'all need a minute? <laughs> the lawn is perfect. Look, honey. Oh, hell, honey. Why do you work so hard? Back when I was in the war, we never did nothing to lawns. We just let them be. You don't like it? No, no, that's not what I mean. Your work is perfect. Good. All the shine shows off the beauty of the apple tree. I mean, look at it. The leaves, the apples, the trunk, the mid part. Now that's perfect. <laughs> and we didn't have to do nothing. Just let it be apple tree, man. <laughs> A black squad truck pulls up and FBI agents begin pouring out of it. One agent approaches Mr. Addison. We are looking for a man named Wilbur. Oh, yeah. Next door. Your friends of his? FBI. We have reason to believe there is a cell of Viet Cong <laughs> that is operating out of his house. We need to take him in for a beating. Yeah, he should be in his office. Good luck. The agents depart. So you like the lawn, right? Sure, maybe. Well, since my work is done for the next half hour, maybe we could get some fun done. Kay struts over to Mr. Addison. She goes to kiss him, but he turns away because he is a daddy man who knows what he needs. <laughs> you can just tell the way his hard eyes glint in the sun, like a hot teddy bear who's cuddly but strong and dominating. Sorry, honey. Now's not a good time. <laughs> Mr. Addison rises from his chair and enters the house. Kay punches a hole in the wall. The side of the house caves in a tiny bit. Interior, a prison cell. Wilbur is tied up and bloody. Wilbur, you have a guest. Mr. Ed enters. Agents depart. Funny seeing you here. Mr. Ed, what is going on? I thought I was going to make friends. Now I'm locked in this cage and they beat me up and said I knew things about a Viet Cong cell. What is the Viet Cong? You should know, traitor. Stop it. 
This must be one of your pranks, isn't it? You bet. You didn't let me out of my pen in time, so I told the government you were running guns for Charlie. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll be sure to let you out of your pen on time, just as long as you don't eat Mr. Addison's apples. Oh, I can't promise that. <laughs> uh, good one. Say, uh, can you uh, let me out of here? I'll see what I can do. Also, your wife. Uh, isn't Carol the best? I'm so happy we're married. Honestly, I'd be dead without her. I forgot how to live and pop, lights out. That's all it would take? Yeah. If she ever wanted to split, I'd have a heart attack and then I would go forever night and night. I'd go forever night and night. <laughs> Doc says I'm a weak person who shouldn't be in a relationship, but love is too sweet to ignore. Good. Stop with the wedding speech. I'll go get the keys. Exterior, FBI headquarters. Mr. Ed and Wilbur are standing outside. Agent approaches. Well, Wilbur, sorry again for the mix-up. Here's what we could find of your teeth. Agent hands human teeth to Wilbur. Thank you. Don't worry about it. (laughs) We also saw you were having trouble with your taxes, and we have a way to make those go away if you're curious. Please don't kill me! (laughs) No, no. A job. There's uh, someone who wants to speak with you. Secretary of Defense Robert McNamara exits the FBI building and approaches Mr. Ed and Wilbur. He looks like he looks what like if books was a person. <laughs> Good evening, Wilbur. I trust this is your horse. Oh yes, indeed. I have a job for your horse, and you may help as well. What? Come into my office. They step into Wilbur's office. As you well know, the Vietnam conflict is heating up every day. Though victory is inevitable, we need to focus all available resources to be sure it is done in a timely manner. Our bombing campaigns so far have been a major success, with over one million tons of explosives dropped on North Vietnam, Laos, Cambodia, Thailand, Burma, South China, Malaysia, Indonesia, Japan, India, Istanbul, Rwanda, Paris, Detroit, Mexico City, Polygon, Duanaland, the Candy Kingdom, the Mariana Trench, a small flower on the field, the glint of a newborn child's eyes as eyes first meet light, Flavortown, nihilism, and the will, the sun, you, me, and everything, the universe, and all that was and will be through the blink of an eye. Our bombing campaign is top-notch, but the North Vietnamese are building a resistance to the bombs like they were a disease. Let me show you a video. A film projector is pulled in, and a grainy color film is displayed on the wall. It shows a Viet Cong POW strapped to a bomb. The bomb detonates. The POW stands impervious. We are not sure what is causing that, but sources tell of a river within North Vietnam that grants immortality. We need your horse, Mr. Ed, to go to the river and poison it. Without their magical powers, the bombs will be it. The bombs will do their work as best as before. You may travel with the horse, but only as a prisoner of war held captive by the horse. You may also bring along three people for moral support, though they will have to stay in South Vietnam. If you do not accept this mission, you will be slapped really hard and yelled at. That sounds awful. All right, I'll go. Could I have a moment with the horse? Of course, of course. Robert McNamara turns invisible. (laughs) I own you now, buddy. Wait, don't push it now, all right? (laughs) Now, I know I want to bring Carol, but who should the other two be? The Addisons? You're right! Mr. Addison fought in Korea, and Kay is beautiful or whatever. All right, 
It's off to Vietnam. <laughs> they both look at the flag and begin to, for a brief moment, the Constitution. <laughs> Exterior, Army base in South Vietnam. Kay and Mr. Addison are sitting on their luggage, looking bothered by the heat. Carol is staring at some rocks. Mr. Ed is tying up Wilbur with a rope. Man, I tell you, the Army ain't what it used to be. Someone ought to straighten these soldiers out. Hey, you! What the fuck is wrong with you? Why are you? Stop! Stop right now! Give me your rifle! The soldier ignores him. I tell you, kids these days. Oh, honey, leave them alone. The war can't be won if they don't shape up. They'll shape up just fine. Most of these soldiers haven't seen combat yet. When they get their taste, they'll know true beauty. (laughs) Good one, honey. Robert McNamara becomes visible. I trust you're ready, Mr. Ed? (laughs) He's ready as ever. All right, everyone say your goodbyes. Please come back in more than one piece. Wilbur, you're a brave man. That horse is a real American. Be safe, I guess. I don't really know you. (laughs) Oh, oh, thanks, everyone. Off I go. Exterior, jungle. Mr. Ed is wearing a VC uniform and has Wilbur tied to his saddle. Wilbur is wearing goggles, the rope, and nothing else. (laughs) How much longer until we find this river? Honestly, I hope the river is fake. This is so much fun. (laughs) Fun for you, maybe. Why'd you burn all my clothes? Shut up, slave. Mr. Ed kicks Wilbur in the head, killing him instantly. He falls into a river and comes back to life. Whoopsie there. Watch where you're falling. Hey, quiet down, will you? We're supposed to be sneaking. Three Vietnamese soldiers appear from the bushes with rifles. Well, this is a real pickle now. (laughs) Interior, army base. Carol is examining a vase as Robert McNamara walks away on a mechanical calculator. Tell me, Robert, what does the air smell like? Dust and sweat, ma'am. Dust. Time's natural funeral pyre of skin. Sweat. The soothing puke of skin. Death and vomit transforming into one beautiful fragrance. You certainly have a good taste in philosophy, ma'am. Oh? What makes you say that? Well, frankly, I'm in the business of of transformation myself. Being Secretary of Defense is that, transforming the enemies of the United States into dust, transforming the hopes of communism into the realism of a prosperous society. You know, when hamsters eat their young, it's because they don't have nutrient. They place themselves above their young, giving them advantage of comparatively long lives. The United States eats the young to keep the country alive. That's why it survived for so long. Vietnam is the young, and frankly, it tastes delicious. Do you think Wilbur and Mr. Ed have transformed? 
No doubt about it, ma'am. To be completely honest, the river was a lie. The footage shown was doctored. They're not in the jungle to find some phony river of life. They're there to serve as a beacon for our bombs. As soon as they get captured and taken to camp, we'll radio the horse and triangulate their position. Then it's bombs away. My heavens! Thank you! Wilbur was prey, wasn't he? Not prey, no. He was a mistake. A lie I told myself about who I was, who I wanted to be. Now that he's gone, I can truly be free. Thank you, Robert. My pleasure. Carol exits gleefully. Exterior, army base in South Vietnam. Kay is cleaning a tree to a bright chrome sheen. Mr. Addison is, splitting, is spitting and screaming at army jeeps as they drive by. You miserable excuses! You worms! I wish you'd kill me just so I could haunt you into being better soldiers! <laughs> oh, can it, honey? Look, I made the tree clean. Have you ever seen a tree so shiny? Huh? Oh, weird. Weird? Yeah, trees are just supposed to be trees. What can I clean, then? Uh, nothing? Just, just leave it alone. Jeez, you've gone batty. You know that. Please don't say that. I'm normal. Let's have sex. Gah! No, woman, what's wrong with you? If I don't fuck and I don't clean, then who am I? <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. You're certainly not the woman I thought I married, that's for sure. I'm going to go look at the flag. Stay here, will you? <laughs> Kay begins sobbing uncontrollably. Mr. Addison leaves as Carol enters. Why the tears? Are you broken? <laughs> yes. Can you be put back together? I don't know. I don't know anymore. I try to be the perfect wife. I try to make him happy. I kept everything so clean, so beautiful. What is beautiful about that? It shines. It's glorious. But it's smothered. It's rotting inside and it breaks. And there's nothing to hold it up anymore. What do you look like without your sheen? I... I don't know. I will show you what you are. What we all are. Come with me. Interior, jungle prison cell. <laughs> Wilbur is chained to a wall and bloodied. P please, someone, anyone, help me. An apparition of George Washington Roosevelt Lincoln Franklin appears in front of him. America! <laughs> what? America! 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 What do you mean? I'm, I'm losing it. America! 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 So... I'm supposed to... GWRLF punches Wilbur in the forehead. <laughs> Though he's an apparition, it still hits like a truck. America! America! To the door of the prison cell. America! Three Vietnamese guards enter with baseball bats. America! The guards begin beating Wilbur within an inch of his life. A voice comes from the radio off screen. Position secured. Begin deployment. America! America, America! He points to the guards. America, America! He points to Wilbur. America! The apparition of GW, GWRLF fades and reveals a North Vietnamese captain. 
The guards and the captain rush outside as the whistle of bombs falling gets louder and louder. An explosion is heard as the prison cell goes up in flames. Wilbur's chains break, and he runs out to see Vietnamese guards running around on fire. He runs towards the dense jungle, and when he spots Mr. Ed blown in two, he drags the top half of Mr. Ed into the jungle. Exterior. Abandoned jungle temple. <laughs> Carol and Kay are sitting on the steps. They are flanked by burning pyres and suspiciously still Vietnamese children. <laughs> so birth is a lie? Not entirely. The blood, the screams, the tearing and the fear are true. But the self that comes out is fake. It's zombified semen. It kills the world around it to save itself from its inevitable death. It's a puppet of its desires. I'm fake then? No, not at all. You've looked at your desires, your world, and you see them for what they truly are. Puke. (laughs) And rot. And ruin. This temple will be a beacon to the truth. Mr. Addison enters sweaty and annoyed. His daddy sweat probably tastes amazing. <laughs> there you are, Kay. I told you to stay put. What are you doing with Miss Carol? Becoming as God. <laughs> har, har. All right, come on back now. No. What do you mean, no? You're my wife, come! Kay begins to flinch. Who are you, Kay? Who are you, really? I am hell. (laughs) Huh? Kay points a finger at Mr. Addison. He explodes. (laughs) No, Daddy, no. Hooray! I did it! I know who I am! I am hell! We are hell! And on this rock, our light will flourish. Exterior jungle. Wilbur is exhausted, pulling the top half of Mr. Ed through the dense undergrowth. He sits down and notices a nearby stream. Could it be? He summons what little energy remains inside of him and pulls Mr. Ed into the river. He shoves Mr. Ed's face into the river, and the body of Mr. Ed begins to shake and vibrate and suddenly, finally thrash. Wilbur lets go as Mr. Ed's head emerges from the water. Gah! I'm alive. I'm, I'm not dead. I'm here. <laughs> no more darkness. <laughs> it works! <laughs> Wilbur notices that Mr. Ed isn't regrowing a bottom half. Hey, uh, you're uh, not complete. <laughs> Says you, I'm as whole as I've ever been. Maybe you're missing a few loose screws. <laughs> I mean, your body's still missing a lot. But... <laughs> Who cares? Here cares. I, I can get around just fine. <laughs> Mr. Ed tries to claw at the dirt with his hooves, but his nobility is nil. <laughs> it looks like you're going to have to ride on me for a change. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> Wilbur puts Mr. Ed on his back. They begin to depart. Wait! We have to poison the river. <gasps> you're right! What did you bring in your saddle? Why, Arm & Hammer brand borax based laundry detergent. <laughs> Hello, I'm Mr. Ed. And when I'm not busy playing a fictional horse on television, I'm a real horse. 
was a lot of laundry to do. And fuck me if I can't get those stains out every day. Stains, stains, stains. Stains makes the brains pains that drains and chains the trains bursting veins like the economic theory of John Maynard Keynes. What am I supposed to do? Every day, stains. I mean, come on, I, I give up, I, I'm done. I guess I'll jump off a bridge or something. Nothing is worth the stains. Fuck everything. Fuck me. Kill me. I mean, Jesus Christ. Well, now, there's Arm & Hammer brand borax. Laundry detergent. The stains are gone, but then who the fuck am I? Seriously. Great idea! Wilbur dumps laundry detergent into the river. Exterior, abandoned jungle temple. Carol and Kay have finished assembling the remaining parts of a massive altar of gore, assembled from the remains of Mr. Addison. There is a low drumming sound coming from somewhere. That is beautiful. I love it. What comes next? Now, we wait for death. Genius. Thank you again. Sincerely. You need only to thank yourself. You followed your instinct to find wonder. I merely opened the wound for you to crawl in. Don't be so modest, Rotling. I would have no idea how to be without your guidance. Kate puts the finishing touches on the shrine. Oh yeah, daddy's looking good again. Now we wait. Wilbur enters carrying Mr. Ed on his back. We're not lost. I know where I'm... Oh, hi, honey. Hi, Kay. Hi, Mr. Addison. (laughs) Dead walks? What do you mean? You were bombed, right? Countless blessings dropped from the sky onto you? Yeah. Funny enough. Wait, how do you know about that? Mr. McNamara told me. Mr. Ed was a beacon for transformation. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, we're both alive and mission complete, so let's go back home. If you take her, I will gut you. (laughs) No need. Wilbur, I'm staying. What do you mean? This isn't home. Home is where the dishes are, where the floors and baseboards are, just waiting for your mom. (laughs) I was lying, Wilbur. That was not who I was. I am not a housewife. Great. You always seem so sad, so... What are you? Hell. (laughs) Well, if you don't want to come home as housewife and you're okay coming home as a hell wife, (laughs) I married you, honey, not... What... You thought you were not what I wanted you to be. I married you. So if you're done housewifing, that's A-OK by me. Please don't go, Carol. And Kay! Mr. Addison was a real piece of trash. I mean, you've turned him into something kind of pretty. Definitely more useful. How dare you? (laughs) (laughs) You can come stay with us for as long as you need. Besides... You can collect his pension now. Your offer is generous. I accept under one condition. No! What's that, honey? You will make this place our home. 
Wilbur stops and thinks for a bit. All right. Deal. <laughs> Robert McNamara enters. Carol, Kay, there you are. I received paperwork for the death of Wilbur and Mr... What? How are you two... We drank from the river! <laughs> but there was no magic river. It was a, a lie. Oh, brother. Wilbur and Mr. Ed drop dead. <laughs> Ugh. Men. The end. Fuck you. Yeah. Everybody, that has been Specscript. Specscript. Mr. Ed, written by the one, the only, Phil Schauberger. Give it up for him. And give it up for our amazing cast. You had Russ Walsh and Xander, Stephen Wilbur, Craig May, Salem Gray, your writer, Phil Schauberger. Yeah. That's been, well, I've been Chris Hottamy. That's been Birthday Boy Shane, Shane Hosey. Shane Hosey. Yeah. Sorry, I cut you off. I love you. Shit. We love Hosey. We love Hosey. We love Hosey. Uh, give it up for Jeremiah in the sound booth. Jaren taking photos. Aaron taking videos. Shannon at the door. Uh, yeah, and this has been Specs. It's been so fun. This episode will be out in a month or so. Uh, and... Um, <laughs> Let's see what all... Oh, yeah, and uh, we got a lot of fun stuff coming up. You know, of course, you know, vote for us for Portland thing. Uh, that doesn't matter when this episode comes out. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Patreon, whatever. Find us on social media. Find all of our various uh, performers on social media, and we're going to have a lot of fun stuff coming up. We're going to Salem. We're going to Seattle. We're going to go to Santa Cruz. We're going to go to Olympia. We're going to go to Tacoma. We're going to go to Ohio. We're going to go to New Hampshire, and we're going to take back the White House. Yeah! Thank you, Smash Like. Thank you for listening to SpecScript. Come to our next live episode in Portland on August 11th as Alyssa Yeoman writes Community. Six podcasts and a podcast.